0: Join us each week as Andrew, Ray, and others bring us in on one of their weekly phone conversations with an amazing agent. This is Little Oak Weekly. I'm going to be having a little chat with Tony Joe. Just getting ready to give him a call, and uh, we're going to do, going to get Tony to do a little bit of training on a number of topics that uh, could be helpful to all of us. Hello, Mr. Joe.
1: So uh, as you texted me a moment ago, I got that uh, referral call in. So uh,
0: <laughs>
1: it seems like this referral is thwarting our uh, our recording.
0: Well, you know, the thing is, uh, you know, we, we tried to do this call earlier, and then I had some technical troubles. And uh, part of the technical, technical troubles I was having, you remember, I got kicked off the call. Um, it was actually that realtor calling me with uh, with the referral.
1: Oh, wow, you know, these things
0: happen, happening. Eh? Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, you know, we were, you know, I'm, you know, we're doing this the second time. I mean, hopefully it gets better as we go. I mean... Um,
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? It's hap- it has happened to me before as well, too. I've done um, recordings where I did forget to record. So, you know, let's just hope the second time around is as good. Maybe all the good stuff was burned up earlier. I don't know.
0: I don't know. We started off... Um, somehow or other you, you mentioned something about, um, I know what it was. You were, we were talking about the zoom recorder and you used something like this, uh, during the pandemic to record some stuff at church, right?
1: That is correct. Yes. uh, Yeah. So, so, so basically, you know, a, a question is how can you apply your skills, knowledge, and talent, uh, that will on one hand help people, and on the other hand, sort of um, get people to identify the fact that you're someone they might want to get to know.
0: You know, long story short, I mean, you know, you and I have been in this for, you know, I know you've been in it for 30 years. I've been in it for 36 years. But at the end of the day, it's it's a business where we serve a lot of people and we get paid. You know, if you do a good job of serving a lot of people, you get paid very well. Mm-hmm. So pretty hard to serve people if you don't get involved with 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 them you know i i yeah. think i think a lot of my colleagues over the years i've watched them they're transactional they want to get the deal done they want to get paid and they want to move on to the next person matter of fact I, te- I i won't say the name but i have a really good friend that we both know he's a top agent been one of the top team leaders in the country for many many years and i used to tease him every once in a while i'd say hey i'm moving to your city and he goes really I said, yeah, I, I think I can build a big business there. And he goes, w- w- what are you talking about? And I said, well, I said, I'm going to just go behind all the houses you sell, go introduce myself and tell them I'm the guy that does the follow-up, <laughs> put them in my database, stay in touch with them. I say, I do, you know, you do all the sales and I do the after sales service. Yeah. I put them in the database. I stay in touch with them. And when you have any real estate questions, just call me because I'll, I'll, I'll do all the after sales service. Kind of, like, uh, kind of like Christopher Columbus, you know. Uh, I don't know if you know the story, but Christopher Columbus isn't credited. Like, where do you, you know, America isn't named after Christopher Columbus. It's named after another man who yeah. they sent, and his name was America. Yeah. Just poof, just pussy, I think, was his name. America just pussy. He was sent to do the follow-up. <laughs> you know, if you want to get paid the big bucks and maybe get things named after you, or you're on the tip of everybody's tongue... How about doing the follow-up?
1: You know, it's interesting that you bring this up because there's an agent that I know, and I I won't say where because, you know, maybe again, some might identify this person. And it's a shame because he does a really good job of prospecting, and he's a a hunter, as it were, right? Mm -hmm. But the sad thing, and I
0: I know it as a fact, is he has a non-existent, Repeat and referral database. It's it's amazing. I the, the I was talking about a an agent, maybe a different person, and uh, we're talking to somebody who does hundreds of transactions a year. Yeah. Over the years, he's done thousands of transactions, and uh, it's all based on his prospecting of bringing business in. And some of that business will be people that he's done business with before, for sure. Because but he's but he is always using the shotgun approach. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit today about, um, for, I, I wanted our conversation today to touch on things that would benefit new people and people who've been in the business for quite a while. And um, I basically know that, I know that there's no business unless there is prospecting. There's no business unless you've got clients to do business with. So I wanted to kind of ask you about some of your, you know, what have you been doing from day one? What are you still doing today? And we'll, we'll kick it off with that, and then we'll, we'll move on to some other questions.
1: You know, as we're talking here, it's, it's, it's reminding me about my thought process when I was a brand new young realtor 30 years ago. And for some reason, I had in my head that if I prospected enough, I could stop so that at one point I would never have to prospect again. And I went through all the stuff, like I went through the door knocking and the Fisbos and the expiries and, and all that kind of stuff. Cause I didn't have anything else, right? When you're new, newer or hungry, you, you do stuff, right? Right. I don't know when it was, but there was a shift in time where it's like my eyes were open and I realized that prospecting never ends. It never can, right? It is it is a perpetual piece of our business. It is something that I think it is something that, is overlooking because you know we're both applied practice course instructors right Mm -hmm. and you know how when uh the applied practice course starts everyone has to introduce themselves they always have the same thing it's i like houses i like people (laughs) right (laughs) right i i've been told i'm going to be a good realtor they've been watching a lot of hgtv
0: right (laughs) i love the uh, i love the i like houses Yes. I I like I like houses. Like Like houses are not gonna pay you any money, buddy.
1: Holy smokers. (laughs) But see, the thing that never comes up is the fact that it is a business and you need to be looking for new customers all the time. Right? You know, you see car dealerships advertising everywhere. Why is that? Because they need customers in their, you know, on their lot. You see, well, this is what commercials are all about, right?
0: You know, uh, I don't know if you know this or not. I'm I'll just—I'll jump in and give you a stat. It's current. Yeah. So the Vancouver and Fraser Valley boards and Chilliwack, the whole Lower Mainland, um, we we currently have about ah, about eighteen and a half thousand uh, licensees uh, in the Lower Mainland, and uh, the there's five thousand of them year to date that haven't done a single transaction. And actually, if you take a 12-month, if you take a rolling 12-month, 5,000 haven't done a single transaction. Mm-hmm. The median point, the halfway point of that whole list, is two transactions, and the average for the for the year is about uh, just under just under five transactions. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. if you know if half the realtors have done two or less deals and 5,000 haven't done a deal. And, and then all you have to do is look on social media, look, just look around where, where, you know, like if you were looking for a realtor, y- you're only going to find a few. There's, mm-hmm. j- there's just a few there because the rest of them, they just haven't got a clue that they need to be marketing. Well, at the very, at the very least, meeting new people, and this is the thing, Like we, our,
1: our, our, our true job is not showing houses or driving people around. Our true job, you know, when we talk about dollar productive activities, there's only a couple of things that we do, right? It's negotiating offers, doing listing presentations, and and buyer presentations. That's about it. That's how we make our money, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So in order to, to, to apply those jobs, we need customers. So I, I, I would say the number one objective for us as business people is we need to be prospecting. So, you know, people out there, you know, when you think about how much time in your working week do you spend prospecting, what's the number? Is it 10% of your time? Is it 50% of your time? Uh, One thing's for sure though, it's got to be more than zero. Correct.
0: When, when that becomes, the sooner that becomes a reality in your head, the longer you're going to stay in the business, the more you're going to enjoy the business. And I, I can remember that day that I started, and I made a list, and my list was just under 100 people. Now, I wasn't born and raised in that town. I moved there when I was in my early 20s, and I started uh, construction. And I built homes for a number of years until I got, got into real estate. But the first thing I did was I put that list together. And it wasn't a big list, but it was just under 100. And as a result of putting that list together, I said to myself, this isn't a big enough list and my list needs to be in excess of 500 in a small town of, you know, actually the town, the population of the town at the time was about 12,000. I figured I got to get to 500. I was at 500 within probably two and a half, three years.
1: I'm going to say it probably isn't that difficult if you have the focus and you, and you have an objective, right?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the moment you realize that my job is to take names and if I can get two to three names a day, two to three names a day, some days I get one, some days I get five, some days I get zero, some days I get six. And then you think, where is where's the activities that's going to gain me the biggest amount of names? And one of those activities right out of the gate was, um, I want to make sure I go to church. Mm-hmm. Because when I go to church, there's two, three, 400 people there. Mm-hmm. I want to belong to a couple of networking groups. You know, I want to be involved in stuff in the community that stuff that I like to do anyway, mm-hmm. you know, like recently right here in our community, we, you know, I don't know if you've heard, we've had, we've had some fires and we've had some yeah. communities burned to the ground. Well, immediately that, uh, one community burned to the ground, uh, my rotary club got a call and, uh, somebody else was organizing a bunch of donations and they were dropping it all off at the local rec center. And they needed a bunch of volunteers to go and sort stuff. So I said to my son, I said, you want to come help me? And he said, yeah. And Two of us headed down there, and we spent several hours uh, just helping sort stuff. But guess what? I'm there with my REMAX hat on, and <laughs> everybody knows who I am. And the ones who don't know who I am, they're soon beginning to realize, oh, that's, that's, that's Ray from uh, from REMAX. Oh, look. You, know, you just got to get involved. But, yeah, but the point is, you're not doing that
1: to prospect no you you, because you're involved already in rotary we're both rotarians right right and and you know that the the i think the inverse of this is when the pandemic came down you know so many realtors were like oh this is a great opportunity for us to go out there and you know let's let's uh, whatever let's call people and see how we can help them because maybe in the future you know they'll buy or sell real estate from us. you know, many times the outside the the consumers look at that and go, "Oh, great! Here's a realtor looking for an opportunity." Right. The the difference though is you and groups like Rotary, they are already constantly doing community work. Constantly, right? Constantly right? So, so, so that's an example of, uh, how do you put it? It's like, it's like paying, not paying,
0: pain's the wrong word, uh, contributing in advance. You know, uh, somebody uses the term making emotional deposits in a lot of people's lives. Oh, there you go. It gets noticed. Yeah. It just, it just gets noticed. I mean, I, I had one guy in my rotary club. I've worked together with him for years on different things. I've never prospected him. He's not in my database. I don't call him. And um, all of a sudden, they have a situation in their family. And, and I, I, I got to tell you, I haven't got a lot of deals out of Rotary, but mm-hmm. the few that I've got. Like That's this not one, why you're there, though. Yeah, it's not why I'm there. That's not why I'm there. But, but as a result of doing some of the things in Rotary, I'm sure I get transactions that come to me from other people who are observing what I'm doing. But, I, but I've got a few out of Rotary. The place I get a lot of business out of is this. I belong to a business networking group that I meet with once a week. That thing is worth its weight in gold, like I mean, I, I, I usually track the totals and my annual averages. My annual average out of that group and I've been in it for 20 years is about 35,000 dollars. <laughs> Thirty to 35,000 dollars on average. You may, imagine having breakfast once a, once a week with a bunch of a pe- bus- bunch of business people. Sharing information with them because we all get a chance to share about our business and we also get a chance to share business ideas with uh with the group you know like we have a we have a and it's all about business and it's all about leads so i mean right now i've got um I've got a place under contract with one of the guys in the group uh it's a it's a it's about a seven hundred thousand dollar piece of property bare land um it's gonna pay me good, well and I'm doing a listing presentation i've been doing it on and off with a bunch of family members of one of the guys in the group actually after this call tonight, I've got to send her a little message, one of the, the, the family members, but I'm, I'm doing a, a listing appointment. And hopefully I'm going to list a, um, an apartment building the, and that just, it just, you know, he just walks up to me and Ray, we got this, we got this building been in our family for 50 years. We got to sell it As, I can help you.
1: <laughs> but, 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 you know, here's the thing. Cause, cause other realtors will sit there and go, Oh Ray, you're so lucky. These things drop <laughs> on your lap they drop in your lap right mm-hmm. but but the but the thing is they don't just drop on your lap because you have done that what you call emotional deposit exactly yeah and and that's the key so you know one of the things that i really believe in is much of the prospecting much of the 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 quality prospecting we do are things that we don't even realize is prospecting
0: uh, right? uh, expand that for us you know, David Knox. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So David Knox, I, I have the, uh, uh, privilege of saying I know him personally. I, I, in fact, I, I hired him to come over and speak back in 2009 here in Victoria. Um, every time, uh, we're at events in the same town, we always have dinner together. He was at, um, the casino in, um, in Langley a few years back, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I had. We've had him. We've
0: had him in here for um, uh, sales rallies. Uh, The region has brought him in for sales rallies in the last, you know, ten years. Sometime. Oh, oh,
1: yeah. Well, and you know, for those who don't know, those who don't know, David Knox is I don't know, maybe forty-year veteran trainer. He's one of the legends. He is, uh, you know, he knows the business. Davidknox.com. Go visit his website. He's got great stuff. You know, he's just he's. That's the best way for me to describe him. He's, uh, I got to say a few of the things that I learned from him are the things that have probably made me the most money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, we're having dinner together um, in Victoria one night. And uh, like I said, this was, this was 2009. So this is uh, you know, 12 years ago. And I said, and you know, he's asking me, he, he says, you know, what's your volume? How do you get your business? And blah, 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 blah. And I said to him, I go, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, uh, I don't call by owners. I don't knock on doors. I don't, uh, follow up with expires. I feel like I'm an incomplete agent because I've never mastered those things. And as a result, I feel like I don't prospect. And then he says to me, he goes, but you just talked about the fact that you spend, you know, you've been active on the real estate board, you sit on boards and committees, uh, in Victoria, you know, you, you're Rotarian, you do all, you know, you flip hot dogs uh, for charity and all this. And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, don't you realize that's prospecting? Mm -hmm. And I said, I go, yeah, but I'm not there to prospect. And he's like, that's not the point. The point is you're creating relationships. Exactly. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you're right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people are always kind of obsessed with, well, I've got a, you know, I got to start doing some online lead generation, or I got to start, uh, you know, whatever, doing virtual open houses, or, you know, there's so many ways for us to get in front of people. But there's also these methods where you can merge your community interests, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, school support or, uh, you know, alumni stuff or sports. Or uh clubs or groups or you, you know your your local Star Wars group, I don't know, but you know it, they they are great ways for you to share a passion and meet new people at the same time, and they're like-minded people
0: right mm-hmm. yeah it's um i a question I ask new people all the time I so i make I ask them I say, have you made your list of all the people you know? I was on a call this morning with some new people. and I asked them a question, they, and none of them have. They, have, I've never met anybody I said, yeah, I've never met, never met anybody I said, yeah, I've got a list of people I know, and I've and I phoned them all and told them I'm in the business. I followed up with a handwritten note and put my business card in there. I, I collected their their proper email and their mailing address, and then I have a, I have a planned follow up mailer to go to them next month. Who 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 have I met that's done that? So that's how I started the business. I made my list. I called them all. I told everybody what I was doing. I mailed them a card, and then I put them on my mailing list and I asked permission if I could. and I stayed in touch with them. And I started to add people to that database and expand the list. and uh, when i when I built the system out, I mean i I can tell you that every time i I sent a mailer, in my newsletter with some flyers to the database for over, for, the, for 10 years before I moved to the Lower Mainland, when all I did was, you know, that's all I was doing was selling. Every time I sent out a mailer to my database, I, my average was six transactions from the mailer. <laughs> six <laughs> transactions. And we would, we had all of, uh, every, everything that was on our flyer had coded numbers. So, you know, you, if you wanted information or if you phoned, or back in the day, we had, we had faxes and we had, Voicemail. We didn't have, you know, all the stuff we have today. So, somebody left a voicemail. We'd ask him to um, to to put a leave an ID number for the property. Well, those those numbers and the phone numbers and everything that we did was all structured in such a way so we knew where the leads came from. We tracked everything. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. You remember yeah. saying I I had those I had those free callbacks. I had yep. I had that that oh, fax the thing free number. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know the agents the agents used to be like, how the heck does he do this? You know, I'd be sometimes out, you know, doing something fishing or I was on, I remember one night I was on the lake fishing with a buddy and this agent called and she was wanting information on one of my properties. And I said, um, what's your fax number? She tells me. So she, I hang up and I use my little portable phone. I dial her fax number. I enter the idea. I always carried a list of all my listings. I entered the property ID number and outcome of our fax machine comes everything that she needs, you know, the same kind of thing we would have digitally these days, I, you know, pops out everything, property disclosure statement, the brochure. Hey, hey, hey by the way, yeah.
1: uh, so I had that system as well. Right. And it came to me because it was underwritten by a mortgage broker. I did a lot of work with. Okay. So, so she actually paid for that service. And, uh, you know, that's another great uh, example of, uh, how to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for just levering, conne- leveraging connections, right? Exactly. Exactly.
0: You know, the, we, we, we're eventually going to get to this subject, but we kind of, we kind of stumbled <laughs> onto it. We kind of stumbled onto it. And, uh, and what we're gonna, what I wanted to get to at some point was I wanted to say to you, like, um, Tony, tell us, we, we, we can bounce around, but, uh, but tell us some of the technology and systems and people that you put in place to help you do, you know, diamond club every year. Like tell me, I mean, that didn't just happen with you doing everything. So tell us about people, tell us about systems, tell us about technology.
1: Jeez. Okay. Let's start with people. Yeah. Yeah. So the key person in anyone's organization, whether you're a solo agent or you're a team is you need the best admin person on your side.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you need someone,
1: you need, and and by the way, everyone says they're hard to find. Well, how is it that all of these successful people have managed to find their key admin person? They're out there. You know, one of the things I think is you need to know what to look for,
0: right? Yeah. You know, there's, there is nobody, you, me included that hasn't hired an admin person, like the first one, and then didn't say to ourselves, what? the heck that I wait so long to do this for. Yes, yes. So for anybody listening to this, don't feel, this is not meant to make you feel bad, but I I did the same knuckleheaded thing. I was like several years into the business and the year that I completed 95 transactions, I said to myself, that's it. I've got to hire an admin person. Now, in hindsight, I'm thinking, Ray, are you stupid? You should have been doing it in year two or three when you were doing 50, 60 deals.
1: You know, I understand there's the nervousness because people are like, okay, that's another mouth to feed. And then I've got a you know, uh, salary thing and, and all that kind of stuff. Yes, but it is a business, right? Right. And uh, the other thing, too, is once you have your admin person and you've developed systems, well, all of a sudden, a lot of your stress goes away because let's just say your admin person leaves for some reason or other. Right. It's actually a lot easier finding a replacement when you have systems in place.
0: I'm talking about systems in place, and if you have an admin, the first admin, every admin person you have starts to write your admin book. Yes, your, your admin handbook. So when they leave, your
1: operations manual.
0: Yes, op, there's the op. That's the beginning of your operations manual because you, you, pretty soon, if you get the business really rolling, your admin person can only work forty hours a week. Yeah. And if you were like I was, and I'm you know cranking out a lot of transactions, I. Needed an admin person on the weekend. So I had, a, I had a, a girl Friday or a Friday afternoon girl that would work Friday afternoon and Saturday mornings. Yeah, absolutely. But I had, an I had an operations manual, so she didn't have to start from scratch. The how-to for everything. How do I download sales? How do I, do the, how do I enter the MLS? How do, I, how do I get these things? How do I put stuff into the system? How do I create you know, whatever, 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 tech, whatever things have to be done? Why do, how do I do all the data input? That's all in the operations manual.
1: Well, and, and you know, one of the keys is to get your admin person to actually write the operations manual. And every once in a while, people will say, "Well, they're not going to want to do that because then they're writing themselves out of a job, right?" Mm-hmm. But but the truth is, it's it again is a stress reliever because if you're at if your capable admin person knows that the systems are in place, then all of a sudden they feel more comfortable going away on holidays or having a sick day, or taking care of their kids or whatever, just in case, because they know that when they come back, the office isn't gonna be, a, the, 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 the operation isn't gonna be a disaster, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, and if, you, if you have an admin person, uh, and I sometimes tell this to, to m- many businesses, if you have a bookkeeper or some key person that never wants to take time off, that's a sure sign you've got a problem. Yeah, 100%. And it might be, it might be a financial problem. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So,
1: so admin person, hundred percent, like that's your f- absolute first hire. You know, we see agents that all of a sudden have this idea of, well, I'm going to have a buyer agent because what we'll do is we'll have that person also do the admin stuff until we can afford having an assistant, Right. Right. And, and they forget that the buyer agent or the, you know, salesperson, the reason why they're a salesperson is because they do not have administrative capabilities. Exactly. Right. So, you know, there, there is a process. And there are so many teams out there right now. This is not reinventing the wheel. It's very easy for anyone to actually ask or, you know, ask for advice or direction on how to hire, you know, work contracts, um, you know, how to pay, any of that kind of stuff. It's all out there. This is not rocket science,
0: right? You know, matter of fact, I don't know if you know this, but we have a, I, I, a lady in our office. She is um, an assistant for one of the agents. And she was an assistant from one of the largest teams um, in, the, in our area at one time. So she, this woman is like, she's, she's an admin on steroids. And so what she decided to do, in conjunction with this agent that she works with, because he's a very administrative type of agent, but he's, very, he's one of our top agents in the office. But the two of them decided to start a little company providing administration services for a lot of agents and one of the things that she does so she has she has several people uh in our office but some outside the office as well that they that they're on a monthly stipend they pay so much a month and they get all a bunch of you know a menu of stuff done for them but she also trains an admin for agents oh my god so it's like 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 when you say it's not hard to find it's not hard to find if you realize that you'll be way more productive if you're spending some money on administration help. Well, hey, but you know what the other issue though, too, is a lot of times the, the realtor says, oh, well, but my client wants me.
1: And I, you know, I, I my charm and good looks cannot be replaced,
0: well, right? I'm not gonna argue, I'm not gonna argue that, but you're, but you're talking about somebody who is gonna be limited to the number of, to the, their income level is limited, yeah. and their stress so level- up
1: The hours of the day.
0: Their stress level is high and family relationships are going to get strained and so then you have to ask yourself what are my priorities in life is my life just real estate because you know when you don't have any help at all you're gonna you're gonna make you're gonna burn a lot of bridges at home and you know and and you can't repair those bridges for sure for
1: sure so yeah have have the have the help you know and and when it comes to technology because that was your other question as well too i mean That is something that is constantly ebbing and flowing. I mean, there's so many tools out there. You and I talk a lot about things like video, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, you're doing a podcast right now. There are so many tools at our fingertips like CRMs and, um, uh, you know, marketing tools and all that. There's no shortage. I think really maybe the key is just finding your own groove, right? And the other issue too is I think sometimes we can waste or spend too much time studying and researching instead of just doing it.
0: Some of the things, some of the technology things, and some of the things we should be doing in the business. Sometimes you just have to ask yourself, for that amount of monthly money, I might as well try it. If I found, you know, if it looks like the thing to do, just make make a decision, Mm -hmm. make a decision because you're likely, you know, you know people don't realize that back in the day. When I had to make a decision about a CRM, I had to spend like between three hundred and fifty and five hundred and fifty dollars, and my average commission at the time was under two grand. So, so it, it was a significant decision. <laughs> Today, yeah. Yeah. I can get a, a CRM that's ten times better than the ones I used to have. Thirty
1: bucks a month. Or Thirty bucks a
0: month. I mean, sometimes Brian Buffini has it for twenty-five bucks a month. You know, Brian's got a CRM that I think is one of the best CRMs out there. But guess what? If you don't have one, just go rent one. Yeah. And then you and then you get started. You got something to start. See, the thing about prospecting is that prospecting is useless if the names that you're getting and adding to the database on a regular basis aren't being inputted into something that's gonna create reminders, plans. Mm You know, tickler—it's your—it's your electronic tickler file, so you know what you're doing every day. Yeah, no,
1: no, for for sure, absolutely. The the, the database is only as good as the information you
0: put in it. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, good—you got to have good CRMs. You got to have some things. So, okay. So we've been we've been chatting. Um, I've got people. I've got experienced people that are going to listen to this, and I've got new people. Tell me, tell me, tell me how to how how do I how do I make a million a year? Give me two or three things that I gotta start doing today. So that three years from now I'm cracking, you know. I want I wanna push, I wanna push past a half a million, then three quarters, and then a million. Those are some of the questions in the minds of some of our listeners. Help us out. Well, you know what? Listen uh, here's something I will bring forward
1: to you with that question. I just thinking about myself in memory. I and of course, hey, commissions have changed over 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. I remember it was a big leap to get the platinum club at the 250, and a big one. That was the biggest leap, I think. And then to go from 250 to five was also a jump, but five to 750, and then consequently 750 to one, it wasn't. It wasn't as groundbreaking. It's like you need you need to create the inertia. Things just become. I, I think what I'm trying to say is, it it is less work to go from 750 to one. Than it is going from zero to two fifty
0: all day long. Does that make sense? That all day long, because what you haven't got at at, uh, at 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 the at the beginning stages of the of the business, or when you're in the you know when you're making around hundred and you're thinking about making two fifty, you haven't put a, the, enough thought into how to build a business. Because if you put the thought in and you execute on what you need to do you back engineer everything and you're actually performing the task. When you hit 250, basically now, you can tweak all the numbers and you can take it from 250 to 350 and and just keep working your way up. I remember when they brought out Platinum. So remember they brought out Platinum, Platinum in 1990.
1: It was 1990- a big deal. It, it, it was 100%. It right? was, yeah,
0: we used to all make 100% for, uh, you know, for in re, at Remax in the early 90s or whenever you started. When they brought Platinum out in 1994, I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that. Um, but I back-engineered it, and I thought, okay, my average commission in 1994 was probably somewhere between 2200 and 2400 Average That's side. A lot of deals. Yeah. Average side. So I just, you know, just do the math. I got I to do over 100 and some transactions to make it work. And if you happen to get a run of a whole bunch of mobile homes for $30,000, $40,000, <laughs> which, which I used to have, you know, sometimes I would be, I'd go, what the heck am I doing? There's 30, 40, you know, transactions that are mobile homes and I got to get the numbers up a little higher. But once, yeah, once you get that done, yeah, getting the bigger, getting it to go f- bigger, now you just have to be strategic. I know I know an agent. He's very good, very smart, and he was very strategic. And he thought, okay, for me to make the big bucks, I can either do a lot more transactions, or I can pick neighborhoods and work those neighborhoods where the prices are higher. Yes. So there's always more than one way to skin a cat. Like you know, today everybody's got a raise because the prices have gone up. But still, if you pick neighborhoods where the where the, where the prices are high, mm-hmm. and you work those neighborhoods. And far, you know, and you're successful in those neighborhoods. Every transaction is going to pay you significantly more than a smaller neighborhood. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you know, either either you got to get your numbers up, or you got to get your dollar volume up, if that's what you're trying to do. But at the end of the day, what is it that you're going to put in place, and you're going to be consistent with getting done on a regular basis? You mentioned video. You know, that's, to me, that's what separates the men from the boys is video, because there's a lot of talk but ask them if they'll get in front of the camera and they, they, the excuses are unbelievable. I don't like the way I sound.
1: Well, it's amazing, but when you talk to them face-to-face, that's how they sound, and that's how they look. I
0: was them. wondering like, what they're going to do. If you don't like the way you sound, what do you think, what do you think people hear when you talk to them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You know, getting back to your question, you asked,
1: you know, how does somebody, how does somebody get protected, yeah. right? And then, you know, we had talked earlier about business groups, about, you know, special interest groups, And all that. So my center of influence represents 32 or 33% of our annual production. Okay. Right. So I know that that's very valuable to me. Right. That's why I got to be in my business group meeting Wednesday, 830 to 10. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a non-negotiable. That's a non-negotiable. I do not take appointments during that time. It's because I know that that is dollar productive activity for me. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, the same is true of things like my service on, you know, I, I do things differently because I do a lot of board service. I, I sit on boards, committees, and all this. I don't miss those meetings because, number one, I'm there because I was asked to be there and I have, you know, there's obligations and there's expectations of people sitting in these seats. Uh, you know, I'm I'm thrilled. It's a privilege to sit on the Victoria TELUS Community Board where we hand out $350,000 to um, the kids every year. I was asked to be on that board. You can't get there. Right. Right. So, so, you know, that is a, that's, that's a, that's an obligation and not only that, but uh, you know, the, the, um, the dividends that that kind of service gives you can't pay for. Right. Exactly. So, you know, talking about productivity, that, that, you know, 30%, that's my business network groups, my community stuff. Um, you know, all of the introductions, that's a pretty sizable piece of business that I don't feel like giving up. Right. Mm-hmm. 22% of my business is realtor referrals. So incoming realtor referrals.
0: You should be getting one today. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> yeah.
1: So that is all, And of course, that is another reason why Remax has always been a cornerstone of my operation because of all the connections and contacts that we make uh, out there and, you know, out in the conference world, out in the, uh, out in the uh, the franchise world, right?
0: Well, you know that referral you're getting today, which is coming via me, mm-hmm. is because I know I you know through going to conferences, I know several brokers and and salespeople all across the country. But this this agent this morning uh, asked her broker, "I need somebody to find me uh, to I need a good agent in Vancouver because I've got a lady that's moving out out this way." And so he says, "Call Ray." And so she starts She starts telling me, I said, well, we're exactly in Vancouver because i got agents all over. And she starts saying Langford and <laughs> she starts naming off a bunch of places. And I'm thinking, well, there's only one Langford. It's on the island. And so I said, text me those names. Let me just, I'll find the right agent. Yeah. She texts me the names and I had to Google search each of them because there's probably neighborhoods in Vancouver that I didn't know it yeah. was called that, you know. And every one of them, it's all you. You saw the list. I, the list, it's all right outside of Victoria, right? Mm-hmm. So her daughter lives there, and I text her back. I said, "I, I got an agent for you, and you'll be getting a referral." Oh, and, and this and this is how it works, right? That's how it works.
1: Yeah, and 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 it, it never ceases to amaze me how there there are agents out there who have no idea of the concept of referrals, right? You know, they they, no concept. they sell a client's house here in Victoria who's moving to Edmonton. And they have no idea about the ability to introduce them to uh, to a, to a capable uh, realtor to the benefit of their client,
0: and at the same time, have some referral business going back and forth. I, I had a I had another one yesterday, and um, today is Monday, isn't it? Today Monday. Yeah. Um, it was it was on Friday, but I, but I, I dealt with it early this morning. So what happened was this um, team leader from the, one, of the, one of the most productive teams in Canada. Several years ago, him and I were chatting, and he goes, um, Ray, what areas do you cover? I said, what do you care? <laughs> I said, if it's coming across the border, just send it to me, yeah. and I'll handle it for you. So he goes, well, that's simple. I said, yeah, just think of everything in British Columbia just send to me. So I've got this one team leader, team leader who's, oh, I think he's already done 1,000 transactions this year. And, as, and his admin knows that if there's any referrals to uh, British Columbia, mm-hmm. just contact Ray. No, they're not all going to come to my agents. Yeah. But, but if they don't come to my agents, I know, I know all the agents in the province that they should go to. And, uh, and I get it done for them. So it's kind of like, it's, that's not much different than community service. I'm not getting paid a penny for it. I'm not making anything on the referral I sent you today.
1: Okay, so so... You know, it's funny because we talked about uh, service, or service clubs like Rotary, right? Right. There's a Rotary clubs in every town. You know, it's an international company or international organization, right? Right. And in every Rotary club, there's the guy. You know, when you go and you visit a Rotary club in wherever,
0: Belize or Phoenix yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the key guy that shows you around and does all that. Like, is that what you mean?
1: Yeah. There's the, there's the guy who knows everyone. Right. And it's like, hey, I got to get my car fixed or I need to get a tire replaced or whatever. You know, talk to Jose at the club, right? Right. Uh, uh, so there's, the, they, there's always a guy. And I think it's really important for us in our businesses to be the guy or the gal. Like, we are the connectors. We're, we, you know, we're perfectly positioned in the community because we know everyone. We know trades. We know businesses. We know people. And we want to help, right? Right. So just like what you're saying with the, um, you know, the, the busy team leader, you know, really what, what an objective for us should be for everyone we talk to is,
0: how can I make your life easier? You know, uh, I, I've got a favorite question. You see, whenever I work with people and they're just getting started, I said, get your, get, your, your your, get your list together, call through the list and let everybody know what you're doing. Set up a get permission to stay in touch with them and start sending them, you know, some stuff which we could. We can all go into. We can go into that later, but I'm always leading up to this question. You see, I know that the people I know are the small group, and the people I don't know are the is the larger group. I knew that from day one, and the and the hundred people that I know or the two hundred people that I know. All I'm trying to do is get to know them and serve them well enough so I can ask them this key question. And I can't ask this question on day one. I've got to build a relationship to be able to ask this question. But the question I want to ask, and that's why I serve, I stay in touch, I put the database in place, is one question. Who do you know that I should know? Mm -hmm. Because when I get that introduction and that handoff from who they know to who I should know, well, I'm doing one right now and it's going to probably turn into a, a $4 million uh, listing. I just, I just keep asking. You know, your point's a good one, though, which is you can't ask that question the first time you meet these people. No, no, sir. No, because if you do, you have commission breath on you. Yes. They can smell it a mile away. Yeah. No, you, you got to build some trust and then you got to take care of them. And, you know, and it's kind of like a by the way. <laughs> You know, because you'll find out that, you know, you'll find out that this person plays, they've got a golf group that they play with every, you know, every week. Every Friday afternoon, they play golf. Or every Saturday afternoon, they should go sailing together. Or who knows what it is. It's all these different groups. And you know the one guy that knows those 10, 12, 15, who knows what they know. Yeah. And then if you play it, if you if you serve properly, you're going to get a chance to be able to ask that question. They're going to go, you know what, Ray? We've got, somebody can't make it next week. We already know they're going to be away. Why don't you come join us? Yes. And say yes. And say
1: yes. Always, always take those opportunities, right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. We have, um, you know what we've done is we've kind of opened up uh, a lot of different cans (laughs) <laughs> and we've been at, we've been at this for almost an hour, and these things have to, they, you know, they can't go on forever. These are so though, these by the are way, that doesn't,
1: that doesn't include the, t- the hour that we spoke before, where we weren't recording, I guess.
0: Exactly, and the and the thing I remember about that hour is the fact that you said, and we haven't, it hasn't come up yet, but you said that you were good friends with the local bishop, <laughs> and I and I and I teased and I teased and I said, so that's so that's how you do it. He gets the local bishop gets all the gossip from the priests about everything that happened in the confessional booth. And if there's a real estate transaction to be had, the bishop just sends Tony a text and says, Tony, so and so is breaking up. Got to sell the house. Please get over there and get it done. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be
1: nice? nice. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, actually, what what we were talking about was, was, um, and it's all related to what we're talking about now, which is we do things that aren't that aren't necessarily related to getting business but we do things that that fulfill us and give us joy right whether that's community service or again sports teams or whatever it is for us to to position ourselves to be a person of value that people respect and trust and know that's a pretty powerful position to be in because one of the things about having that position in the community is it's very difficult to be dethroned. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to come by and all of a sudden be the golden boy or the golden gal, right? The time that you put in and you invest in, you know, again, what'd
0: you, would you call it? The emotional, um, making emotional deposits deposits, in the the emotional bank account. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nobody can see it's different, you know, print ads or, or newspapers, you know, you might have, like the the center spread in a real estate magazine and feel like you know you've got the market covered but somebody else can come around with a bigger budget
0: and buy the front and back cover and dethrone you just by spending more money right somebody can put up a bigger billboard put up more bus benches nobody can treat people the way you can treat them and have a following that you build nobody can they, they can't they can't knock you off of that no you know, we, 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 we can still talk, there's a lot more things we can talk about, and we're going to have to do another call, but, um, you know, because we we still got to find out a little bit about your marketing, and we got to find out about your <laughs> listing presentation, oh, and we, yeah. there's just a lot of things we got to have to do. So we uh, we're, I'm, I'm going to need to wrap this up because, uh, you know, it's, it's just the nature of a podcast. So I'm going to get back with you and we'll book another call. Oh, anytime, anytime. Listen, have a great day. Thanks for getting on with me, and we're not done picking your brain, Mr. Joe.
1: All right. I'm here for you. When, when Yantana calls, got to answer.
0: Okay, my friend. Have a good, have a good rest of your day. Get that, get, those, get that elderly lady into whatever it is she needs to get into, likely a condo. Her daughter lives in Victoria, and that's why she wants to move and be close to her daughter. I'll make the call right now. Okay, my friend. Talk
1: to you soon. <laughs> Amazing. Bye.
0: Take care.